Amen. Amen and amen. Perfect timing. Just waiting for the text to tell me how much money comes off the wall. Let's see. Looking for a, somebody with a strong back. Oh, Jason. Are you in or Jason's a body. But Jason, you come up here. He's got a bad Achilles. Jason lifts things and sets them down for a living, right? So, Jason, thank you. Jason Rosh, everybody. He's going to come up and help us out. So, oh boy. All right, it makes it a little hard for us, Jason, but I think what we got to do is take, take this one, we'll put it away for a little bit. We're going to have to put that back up. Let's take this one here goes away, and we'll make it simple. This one here goes away. $1,500 this week. We need 100 put back. Oh, we'll put it over here, I guess, huh? Good. And then let's put that one so it's even because OCD people like me. There we go. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. $1,500 this week. That's great. We're getting, we're getting there. Every week, uh, the, the wall's coming down. And I, I got a, um, just a little story to tell you real quick about that. Because I, I don't know how much you understand about what it means. This month, last month, uh, the payment just went in last week for uh, October's um, loan payment or September's payment went off at the end of the month. Melissa was able to send a $17,000 check for that loan payment, which was mostly principal. Yep. So just so you know that. So this week I was in the office and I was talking to a professional because uh, our sound techs do so many things back there that you wouldn't understand how difficult this is. I mean, the whole thing with all the instruments, all the singers, don't even talk about the drums, how we do that. But it, it, to me, it's, it's magic. I don't know how they do it, uh, but they're doing that in the house for you guys to hear, but they're also doing it for these speakers so that we can hear stuff. And we're all picky. We're all like, I want a little bit of more. I need more violin. Like we don't even have a violin. I don't care. Make one. We, we, we're picky. So the whole stage has a sound mix. You have a sound mix. And then they've got to throw their headsets on to mix the live stream so that the people, so they hear something. And that's the hardest part to do. How many of you have ever watched the live stream before from our church? How many of you would agree? It's not good. <laughs> it's, it's, it's bad. We know it's bad. We, and it's not their fault. It's, it's so crazy different. Mixing a live stream is so different than what we're doing in the house, what we're doing on the stage. It's hard. And oftentimes, the only way they can do that is put on their headsets to only hear that. And that means that the house and the stage are going wild. They don't know what's happening there. And so it's, it's, it's a hard thing. There's a professional company who actually mixes live time, your live feed for you. They, they hook into our computers. They can mix it professionally for us. And then they send it out immediately. There's no lag time. So that the live stream would have a professional sound. But that costs some money. Uh, there's some things that need to be purchased in order to do that. And then it's a monthly or a weekly fee uh, for each service that we do. And so there's a cost for that. And I was telling Melissa, oh my goodness, where are we going to come up with? I think I, we need at least $7,000 to do that. And she goes, Pastor Don, if we finish paying off the wall, the church budgeted payment is $7,000 a month. Let me just explain that to you again. <laughs> when we pay off this wall... We could pay for a professionally mixed weekly thing for a year with one month of what we were paying for our loans. Doesn't that get you excited? 
that gets me excited because then the next month we could possibly start saving money for the new air condition and a heater that's about ready to die. I mean, there's so much we can do if we're not spending all of our money paying off the loan, and, and we're so close. So just be excited with me, even if you're having a hard time getting excited, because I'm excited about the potential. All right, we got to go fast this morning because I am excited about Mission Sunday. And uh, mine's on the screen. Great. Um, I'm going to do it real quick. Where am I at? Perfect. I'm going to be done here. Yep, perfect. Uh, we want to save the most of our chunk of our time today for our missionaries D&D. If you don't know what that is, you'll find out in just a minute. I want to explain to those of you hearing our live feed that I'm going to do about a 10-minute quick message, and I'm going to turn it over to some special missionaries, but we're not going to be able to live stream that. So we want to give you the Word of God as best we can before we have to send you away, but we're going to cut that off. Now listen, if you're bummed out because you don't understand what's happening... You can come back on Tuesday night because those missionaries are going to present in, in greater detail and, and be able to have question and answers. So I know that's all vague, but it has to be for safety and security. So let's get into my part. Well, can we pray first? Pray with me. Would you say this prayer? Don't have to say it out loud, but just say in your heart, God, since there's something you want me to hear, I'm willing to listen. Just give that to God. God, since there's something you want me to hear, I'm willing to listen. And God, I pray that you would be glorified. Everyone hearing this would be edified and that Satan would be horrified. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. The big idea today on Mission Sunday, carrying out that great commission, is God is calling me to global missions. How many of you read my email and the first thing you thought is, he misspelled it. He meant to say global. No, I didn't mean to say global. If I wanted to say global, I would have said global. But when you make up words, you can put them and use them how you want to. So uh, this has been a, a word that uh, about 10 years ago became very popular in missions and in preaching. Uh, the idea of glocal missions. Say it with me. Glocal missions. It has the idea of both global and local and both are essential. It's so funny to me as I've watched the history of missions, churches have had battles. If you've ever done Cades Cove in, in Tennessee, the, the loop, there's missionary Baptist church, and then there's a Baptist church. This is a small you know, little circle of people living in the hills of Tennessee, and they couldn't get along in church. They had to have multiple churches because one church was all about missions. They were all about missions. And the other church didn't want to be all about missions, so they had to separate. I'm like, what are you thinking? It's not a battle between global missions and local missions. It's both and. Everybody say both and. Both and. We don't stop one in order to do the other, and we don't focus on one and neglect the other. Both continually happen. However, some are specially called. Amen? There are some that are specially called to go. And there are some that are specially called to stay. Now, those that stay can't say it's not my job. It's the go people job. No, you stay and go. <laughs> Does that make sense? We got those that go and go, and we got people that stay and go. If you're staying, we're going locally. If you're staying, we're all about where we're at. We're in the church. We're, we're serving in this tech context. Those that go, they go. And they go and go and go. And we're all doing global missions. Is that biblical? You better believe it. Paul, he was a goer. <laughs> Timothy, he was a stayer. You're either a Timothy type or a Paul type. 
And God calls you to that. That's what's beautiful about it is God calls us and he, he gets us excited about those differences in global missions. So I want to give you a passage of scripture today. We just studied Revelation. So I'm going to read for you Revelation chapter 5. I'm going to do some verses in there, uh, 1 through 13 roughly. Um, just, uh, I know it's like Revelation, what is he doing talking about missions in Revelation? Let me do it and then I'll explain what. Revelation 5 verse 1. They are here, buried in my jacket. Then I saw, because I can see, then I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll with writing on both sides and sealed with seven seals. And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming in a loud voice, who is worthy to break the seals and open the scroll? But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth could open the scroll or even look inside it. I wept and I wept because no one was found who was worthy to open the scroll or look inside. And one of the elders said to me, do not weep. See, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. And then they sang a new song saying, you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because you were slain. And with your blood, you purchased for God persons from every tribe and language and people and nation. You have made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God. And they will reign on the earth. Then I looked and heard the voice of many angels, numbering thousands upon thousands and ten thousands times ten thousands. They encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders. In a loud voice they were saying, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. Then I heard every creature in earth and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all that is in them saying, To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, be praise and honor, glory and power forever and forever. What does this have to do with missions? A couple of quick things this morning. Number one, our God holds the destiny of the world in the palm of his hands. One thing you need to know when you look at Revelation is that there's coming a time. Remember, we've just gone through this studying Nahum. God warns. Then God provides salvation. But then people do perish because they choose not to. They choose not to take the, the, the promise, the, the, the blessing, the salvation. God always warns. He provides. People still perish. Reading Revelations lets you know there's coming a time when God's patience will end. It'll be over. He'll say enough's enough. He holds the destiny of every person in the palm of his hand. That's just a reality. We see it in Revelation 5. Number two, the state of man before God apart from Jesus is absolutely hopeless. One of the things I love about that passage is the question, who is worthy to open the scroll. Oh, no. Nobody's going to be able to open the scroll. And, and there's this desperation. You see it because the word weeping is that there's weeping. Who can open the scroll? Why? Because man is utterly hopeless without Jesus Christ. At a funeral here yesterday. Funerals are hard. There's loss and hurt. But I, I love to be able to open the word and tell them, but there's also hope. There's hope. We're hopeless on our own, but God provided Jesus. Amen? And we see that in here. When Jesus comes, he is worthy, right? Uh, who is worthy is the question. Well, not you. And not me. I mean, I hope you don't get to heaven and say, where's PD? He'll vouch for me. No. 
No, I'm barely sneaking in myself. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I'm in all the way because the Jesus did. It's not about what we do. It goes back to our hopelessness. Who's worthy? Not you, not me. The good news is, the greatest news in all the world is that Jesus reigns as sovereign Lord. We see that in here. All glory and honor and power and praise. Jesus is worthy to open the scroll. Why? He's the slain lamb, the Bible says. Jesus, God's lamb, is worthy. We're moving right along. Number four, I see this. The atonement of Jesus is graciously, globally, and gloriously particular. You ought to say that with me. Graciously, globally, gloriously particular. Now that you've heard it and you practice one time, let's do it again. It is graciously, globally, gloriously particular. It's amazing. We see here that Jesus covered it all. And hopeless man has hope through Jesus Christ. That's missions. That's missions. That's why we send D&D all the way across the world because we know that message works there as well as it works here. It's globally effective. I love that. Every tribe, Revelation says, and language and people, and every, there's nowhere we can't go with that wonderful, glorious message. But by all means, go next door. But by all means, go to work with that, glo- that, that wonderful global message. Go to your family. Go to your, go to your uh, friends. Maybe you stay, but as you stay, make sure you go. And then w- for sure, we're going to send people across the world with this message. Amen? So what should I do? So it's got to boil down. What do, you, what's, what's, what do I do? What do I do, Pastor? Here's what you do. Number one, you pray. Pray confidently. I won't read all these verses today, but 1 John 5.14 uh, tells us, I don't know if you have it on the side screen, we'll do that for the second service. There's great verses here, I put them in, in there uh, on the screen so you, you can, can write, write them, them down. down. We didn't do notes today because I want to give all the time to D&D, but we should pray confidently. Because the message is so good and so effective, pray. And here's what I want to challenge you, pray for, for an opportunity. opportunity. You know, I was told this once by an old preacher, he said, there's one thing I guarantee you'll get a yes for is if you pray for the opportunity to share the gospel. Is God going to say no to that? You start asking the question, well, is that in his will? Yes! Go to all the world and preach the gospel. So if you pray confidently, Lord, give me an opportunity to share the gospel. You might get more specific. Give me an opportunity to share the gospel at work this week. God, Thanksgiving's coming. May we not speak a word about politics, but we talk about Jesus around the table. Pray. Everybody say pray. Pray. Number two, give. Everybody say give. Give Give sacrificially, both to the staying and to the going part of ministry. Glocal. Give glocally. We want to make sure the gospel goes to all the world, and it also needs to be effective here. Give sacrificially. What's your missions budget? You might be saying, well, I don't need a PD. What's the the missions budget of the church? No, we got a missions budget at the church. What's your mission budget? I did a wedding this summer. I won't tell you who. It's a family here that goes to the church. And as I was walking around the, the grounds that we were doing the wedding at, it happened to be Grandpa's uh, facility. And, and he, he has a nice house and all sorts of things. But there's a beautiful house there, a secondary house. And I was talking to the son, and the son's like, yeah, Dad built this for missionaries. I'm like, seriously? Yeah, he built this for missionaries because they'd come home and they'd have a place. That's beautiful. And he looked at me and he said, he's not bragging, he said, you need to know that my dad and mom's mission budget was bigger than most churches. And he wasn't bragging. He was just saying, I'm telling you flat out, it meant something to them. 
Are you giving? Give to the church. First, you give to the church. And then we uh, distribute those funds for our local, right? And some of it goes to our global. But beyond that, over and above that, what's your mission budget? We pray. We give. Finally, we go. Everybody say go. And we go intentionally, right? First Peter, it tells us in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer for the hope you have within you, but do it with gentleness and respect. We have a lost world. I've got four minutes. This is perfect. Last night, big mistake. Huge mistake. Not only being a Michigan State fan, that's one thing. Second mistake, because I was wearing my Michigan State sweatshirt. I, I Go blue. What a year not to... I picked the wrong year. <laughs> I decided to go out. My son's home. He came on Friday. We tried to get pizza at Papa Bella. I love Papa Bella's pizza. And, and, and it called. I, I took my wife to the airport in Detroit. And on the way there and on the way back, I was calling Papa Bella's. And it was busy, 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 busy. But I since found out that the phone lines went down. Nobody told me that. But you can actually look on my phone. 158 times I pushed redial. <laughs> I'm just driving. I'm just driving. So I'm like, redial. Busy. Redial. Busy. Read 158 times. We didn't get pizza. So last night I thought, I'm going to go get pizza. I call Papa Bella's and I'm like, I need my pizza. They're like, yeah, come, yeah, get your pizza, yeah, come. Sweet little girl didn't tell me it was witch's night. And downtown Ortonville is closed. So I didn't know that. And I'd taken Josh's car, put Jack's in it, got gas in his car. That's what you do for college kids. Fill this tank. And then I headed into downtown Ortonville. Close. Big signs. Close. I drove all around Ortonville. Closest I can get is on the far side of the post office. I got to walk to Papa Bella's. You can't leave Jack's in the car. Somebody's going to come by and be all dog happy and break the window and set him free. And so I'm like, Jack's, we got to go. I took Jack's into the middle of Ortonville on Witch's Night. There's a thousand women dressed in black with hats, LED-lidded broomsticks. They're having the time of their life. Jax didn't know if he should run or bite. He was, my dog was beside himself. I'm like, I'm trying to hold him back. I'm like, Jax, no, Jax, no, no. And, and everybody that walked by, he's like, he's sparking and scared. And then I can't go into the pizza place because I got a dog. And I'm like, I need my pizza. I need help. And, and one of the people came out and they're like, what, 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 what can you do? And, and I tell them, Don. And then they gave her a credit card. I'm just giving my credit card to strangers and holding Jack's back. And it was chaos. I can't imagine God just loving that, looking down from heaven. Look at the pastor and all the witches. <laughs> Go. Go, I'm, I'm sending you like, like lambs among the wolves, the Bible says. It's just a reminder that we need, we need here, desperately, the gospel of Jesus. We know that the world is desperately underserved. And we're going to hear that in just a second. The world is desperately underserved. We need to send. Everybody say send. But we also need to go while we stay. Those of you who are watching today, have a great day. God bless you. We'll sign off.